It's time to talk about what the hell should we watch this weekend, though. Uh, hey, so, Ryan, uh, there's a stranger in the Zoom call here. I've got my stranger danger radar going off. But you know where Steve Well, is? when I talk, I'm the, I'm the person. I am. Oh, oh it's Steve. He just looks like 10 years younger. Steve Stebbing got all of his long <laughs> wrestler hair cut off and his beard trimmed right short. And holy moly, hey, handsome bugger under all that stuff, eh? You know, I, I, I impress my parents. <laughs> That's good. That's what you're there for. Hey? <laughs> Very good. Uh, you look great, by the way. Uh, Steve seriously got like a Thank massive you. haircut. You. You've had long hair for like three or four years, yeah? Yeah, 2019, I was just telling Ryan. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and it's like the second interval of it because like probably around the 2010 era, I had long hair too for years there. So it's like a, it's like a cycle. But, um, yeah. and I feel regrets because I feel like doing that before winter probably could have had better time advised yeah yeah so i, I gotta get reacquainted with toques pretty quick nice all right uh you do by the way and your chin's <laughs> gonna be cold but that's all right that's all we're here yes. to talk about what the hell should we watch this weekend a series of shows that steve does or does not recommend let's get started here quick because i wasted a bunch of time new releases the hunger games the ballad of songbirds and snakes I have summoned you all here for the 10th annual reaping ceremony in which we choose two children from each district to fight to the death in the Hunger Games. From District 12, Lucy Gray Bear. Uh, not the same cast, whole new season of mm -hmm. the original concept of the movie. Is that what it is? Yeah, this is the prequel. So the, uh, this is the story of Coriolanus Snow, who in the uh, the the franchise of the Hunger Games that you know would be Donald Sutherland's character, uh, mm -hmm. who is the president of Panem. Uh, that he was he's a bad guy in those movies. So this is kind of like the story of how he came to be uh, that tyrannical and everything, um, but. This is about the ten, uh, about the tenth Hunger Games, where um, they chose like kind of a different direction for this this uh, this yearly thing, this annual thing that they would do. Uh, that of course becomes the Jennifer Lawrence Hunger Games type thing, uh, and follows a, a girl tribute named Lucy Gray Baird, who's played by uh, Rachel Ziegler in this one, who is not the internet's favorite person with the whole Snow White deal. Um, but the, I'll be honest, these movies, the first two kind of worked for me. The Mockingjay finale lost me completely. I was so bored by those movies. Uh, so I had a very low bar set for this movie, but it's actually not too bad. I, I think it is quite bloated. It's two hours and 30 minutes, um, which feels a little punishing here and there. Mm. Um, but I mean, I, I enjoy uh, Tom Flynn. I believe his name is, is uh, as as uh, Snow in this. He's he's quite good, um, and Rachel Ziegler is. Um, I, I really dig her as an actor. She as an actress, she was great in West Side Story, um, and I enjoyed her in the Shazam movie, and uh, she continues to be serviceable in this one too. So um, it looks really well shot, done by Francis Lawrence, who did basically all the other uh, Hunger Games except for the first film. 
Um, and if you like the series, you'll dig this film. Hmm. Okay, there we go. Um, I, I was really curious about that because I thoroughly enjoyed the original movies and uh, suspenseful, awesome, and dynamic storylines too, of course, with the, the thread of the, the love or the non-love, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, that was mm-hmm. kind of underneath it. Cool. All right. Steve Stebbing is here. What the hell should we watch this weekend? SteveStebbing.ca. Next goal wins. We haven't scored one goal in the history of our country trying to have a soccer team. Goal. They scored again. Humiliation. Mark my words. Things are going to change. I got us a new coach. Oh. It's Ted Lasso. No. Yeah, I think they're trying to capitalize on that. It's Taika Waititi trying to do a Ted Lasso, but like a Kiwi Ted Lasso, uh, because this is the story of uh, the America Samoa soccer team uh, who uh, suffered the worst loss in World Cup history. They lost to Australia 31 nothing in 2001 and kind of be kind of were were regarded as the joke of world cup uh so with the 2014 uh, world cup approaching they want to kind of bet on doing at least a little bit better so they try to get a uh a american coach uh, who's down on his luck played by, by michael fassbender to turn their luck around um, and I mean, this is Taika Waititi uh, in his non-Marvel. This is him going home again to do a, a New Zealand-based film, which is where he excels. I mean, Eagle versus Shark, Boy, Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, these are all really, really good films, and is where he kind of it, it's it's his wheelhouse for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, critics aren't really liking it. I I think that uh, the way TD Burnout from Thor: Love and Thunder is still resonating and i don't know there's also like a couple years removed kind of backlash to jojo rabbit and how lighthearted they're taking that he took the holocaust in that movie um so his star is kind of on being tarnished right now but i really want to see it in my small town of penticton i did not get this movie so i'm jealous right now of everybody that does get to see the film oh oh, that penticton thing hey that's a Mm-hmm. It's a recurring thing. Sorry about that, buddy. Um, what the hell should you watch this weekend? It's always weird uh, with the Americans and their Thanksgiving, and they, you know, obviously they release their movies on their Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, so it's kind of off for us, which I, you think they would almost do two release dates so they could capitalize times two, even though they're so much bigger than we are. The next on the list is Thanksgiving. Someone's out for revenge, and they're turning it into a sick holiday game. This is weird. We're all tagged and our names are at the table. But why us? Ooh. Okay, that sounds freaky. Um it's scary from Black Friday spending, really. It's credit card regret. Yeah, this is uh yeah, this is basically a holiday theme slasher horror from one of uh the main names in modern horror now and a student of the horror game Eli Roth uh, who did such films as like Hostel and Hostel 2 Uh, and this is actually comes from a trailer that was part of the Grindhouse movies which was uh, Planet Terror and Death Proof and there was a handful of fake trailers that played in between those movies and Thanksgiving was one of them the other one that got made into a movie a movie called Machete with Danny Trejo which is just a ridiculous film um people that have seen it know what i'm talking about uh but thanksgiving is i mean this is 15 years removed probably more at this point 
uh, to get this movie. And yeah, I mean, an interesting cast uh, and just a downright mystery slasher film, much towards like kind of the scream vibe with a bit of Italian giallo thrown in there. All right, cool. What the hell should we watch this weekend? So far, we've got a lot of watches, which is good. Now, my suggestion for the weekend this weekend is probably not going to be a surprise to anybody. I was delightfully surprised when I opened up Netflix earlier today to, of course, watch some Downton Abbey. Uh, On the TV, there is season six of The Crown. I'm afraid, Your Majesty, interest in the princess's private life is unlikely to die down anytime soon. The press are on our tails constantly. All one wants is for that girl to find peace. All one wants is to hope that one enjoys one's experience watching one's movie. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... This is the final season. We're we're dwindling down the crown. So uh, keep in mind, uh, this this final season is broken up into two. I know I saw I saw a bunch of complaining on there that there's only four episodes. But this is just the first half. We're gonna get the next half in mid December. Um, and other complaint I'm seeing is this is largely the first these four episodes is largely based around Diana. Um, and I mean I think that just kind of lends to the where we're at in the timeline right now and who's more active in the news who's more active um just at the time so i mean there's a lot of reflective queen in this one but yeah the storyline is predominantly going to be diana and elizabeth debecky does such a great job with this character uh, i always thought the casting was bang on as soon as it was in but really doing well in this role and it's going to be interesting to see her uh, finish this out I can't wait to watch it. I don't like to binge on the TV. Might happen this weekend. Next on the list, let's go to Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Monarch was there in San Francisco. When the whole city was coming down, these guys were taking pictures like they'd been waiting for it. All right, tell us about it, Steve. This is such a cool series, and I've been waiting for this one to come out for a while. Um, and it's a partnership between Apple TV and Legendary Pictures. And this is basically Godzilla and Kong, the TV series, um, as it basically follows a bunch of different timelines, um, all dealing with the emergence of uh, the monsters that we've, we've now seen in Godzilla and Godzilla King of the Monsters, Skull Island, all of these things. Uh, the aftermath, the search for and discovery of them. Um, and what's another really cool thing, and I geek out about this because I think this is really fascinating, especially because uh, the senior of, the, of, of this father and son duo is one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, Wyatt Russell and Carrot Russell are in this show, but they're not on screen at the same time because they play the same character, but in different timelines, which actually works out really well. Wyatt Russell, he is the spitting image of his father. So it is such a brilliant move. Um, and one that you can rarely pull off. So I've watched the first few episodes of, Mo- of this show because I, I got early access to it and I love it. The special effects are amazing. And as a Godzilla guy, 
this is everything that I wanted. Nice. Okay, so with um, with that layup, time for Scott Pilgrim takes off. Toronto, Canada. Not too long ago. Hey, want to go out sometime? You want to go on a date with me? Ramona Flowers has seven evil exes, all of whom you must defeat in order to date her. What? Oh, ooh, that's fun. Yes, this is so cool. So the uh, Scott Pilgrim uh, versus the world is probably one of my favorite comic book films of all time easily, especially with his accuracy and everything to a subject material. Um, but when I heard that every uh, that the entire cast was going to come back together to do this animated version of it, I was expecting more of that they were just going to do an animated version of the movie or kind of the comic book. But what Scott Pilgrim takes off is it feels almost like a remix of the entire story and put it into a new filter with these characters, with these voice actors in mind in creating it. And Brian Lee O'Malley, who wrote the original source material is the executive producer and creator of this one. And it is brilliant. I mean, Netflix gave me access to this show about six weeks ago, and I blew through every episode immediately and was just enthralled with it. I, it's going to join Scott the, the movie Scott Pilgrim as kind of like a, almost an annual watch, I think, because it's that well done. All right. SteveStepping.ca. Get in touch with Steve. You can go to shiftheads.ca, the Facebook group as well.